Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Dan Binstock, a legal recruiter and co-owner of Garrison & Sisson, a leading attorney search firm. He is also the creator of the Virtual Piano Party. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, Ari. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Tell us about your background and the genesis of Garrison and Sisson. In college, I started off studying music and then quickly realized that the fact that I didn't read music and had played music by ear my whole life was really not an ideal type of background for music to go into a professionally doing classical music. So I switched to psychology and then after graduating, Ended up going into law school, became an IP attorney. I worked at Finnegan Henderson for about four and a half years as an IP attorney and then really missed interacting with people. I love talking to people more than billing my time. So I was thinking about going back to school to become a therapist who would focus on working with lawyers, but I kind of decided against going back for another degree as I was married and kind of didn't didn't want to do that again. So I became a legal recruiter in 2004 because I loved the whole idea of helping people move from one job to another. And I've been doing that about 17 years now. And I started off with the national search firm in 2004. And then in 2010, I came over to Garrison and Sisson as a partner. And I've been one of the co-owners since then and uh, have been having a great time. How would you characterize the current legal job market? It's actually very active. When the pandemic started, we were all very concerned about what would happen. And so a number of firms put their hiring on a hold for a while, particularly at the associate level. And now it is busier than it has been in several years, particularly at the associate level, particularly within the corporate space. It is just very, very, very busy. At the partner level, which is what I do, I do a lot of partner and practice group movement. It is still very active. The reason is twofold. One is some firms did certainly hold off on what they were doing last year. So there's a little bit of built up demand, but also it's very easy for partners to interview right now. They don't have to worry about leaving the office, flying to different parts of the country to meet people. And the fact that everything is being done via Zoom is making the interview process quicker, more fluid, a number of ways I would just say it. I don't know if efficient is the right word because there's a certain efficiency that's built in with meeting people face-to-face, but it is certainly making the process more streamlined. And a lot of partners are really okay with having interviews via Zoom and other video forms. So it is very active. A lot of people are talking right now. And I think the other reason is that the pandemic showed some people really sort of the true colors of their firms. And in some ways, it really made them feel more committed and devoted to their firms because they appreciated how the firm handled things. But in some other instances, some of the challenges that partners had with their firms prior to the pandemic, the pandemic only served further highlights some of their concerns about the way things were being managed within the firm. So I think all of those things coming together has also created a very active lateral partner market. How do you see that 
market changing as we emerge from the pandemic? As long as the economy stays okay and and, uh, things don't dry up, I think it's going to continue to stay active. Of course, we never know, but a lot of money was dumped into the economy from the Fed. And assuming that doesn't dry up or that it wasn't artificially propped up in such a way that is going to create a slowdown in work, it's going to continue to be active especially if we see more enforcement actions or from the Biden administration within those agencies. I don't see anything slowing down. There's no reason to think it's going to slow down. But again, my ball has been wrong before. I just hope it's not right now. (laughs) At night, you are the creator and host of the virtual piano party. And in fact, we had a fantastic virtual piano party on the virtual lunch celebrating our 300th episode. How did the virtual piano party get started? It happened by accident. It was April of 2020, and we were all really in the depths of the beginning of the pandemic, and everyone was kind of home. No one was able to go anywhere. And on Facebook Live, I just turned on my iPad one day and went live and said, name a song, and I'll just play songs. And it went viral within certain networks. It had like over a thousand comments and all of these people started joining and loved it and said it was the most fun they had during the pandemic, which at that point was only like a month or so. So it wasn't saying too much. I started then getting requests to do more of these. I started doing them every couple of weeks and people really just took to the idea of being able to request songs and have me play them live for them because I play piano by ear. As I mentioned, I don't read music. So for me, it's very easy and natural. And then back in the late fall, Zoom updated their software such that you could perform music on Zoom and there wouldn't be that much of a delay. So when it came to the time to do holiday parties, I just posted something on Facebook saying, if anyone would like some entertainment for a holiday party, let me know. I'm happy to do it and I'll donate the money. And I thought it would maybe just be one or two people who would want to do something. But then I got booked like six times in two days. And there was a massive demand for this because people were really looking for fun ways to engage their friends and family. And I started getting booked for all types of events. And then it just kind of blew up into virtual piano party. I did it for, you know, uh, in the very beginning for our own company and I've done a lot more with it as an evening business. Who are your clients? In the beginning, a lot of it was families, friends, having happy hours, birthday parties, people's parents if they were celebrating a 70th birthday and they couldn't be with them. A lot of it was more personal families and people as things have started to develop, it's become much more corporate and law firms. I've been doing a lot of event booking for law firms who want to do something for their partners or affinity groups or different trade associations or companies for their employees who are in different locations or even working remotely. I've also been getting booked a lot for law firms for their summer associate programs this upcoming summer because they want something unique for their summer. So I've been 75% of my bookings lately have been for law firms and many of which are actually my clients during the day for recruiting, which is quite an irony. 
I recently saw an interview about it on Fox News. How have you generated such positive attention? People have just really taken to the idea of entertainment during the pandemic in a way that's unique and interactive. A lot of musicians have been doing things that are online concerts, but what I do is focused on engaging people. And somebody that I knew knew somebody at the news station and said, there's something that, that's going on that you, you know, should cover. And the same thing with a couple of other magazines. Oh, actually, one other magazine covered it and made this the cover story. Perhaps there's slower news out there, given what's been going on in the pandemic and the fact that it's kind of a feel-good story that makes about bringing people together and having a good time. And I give a portion of each job to charity. And so I do think there's a feel-good element to it of, and giving back that has kind of that resonates with the people that are in charge of the media. What is the secret to engaging attendees on your events, which, as you said, are produced on Zoom? I like to think that they feel very organic, but behind the scenes, everything that I do is intentionally done in a sense to create a level of interaction. And so I ask a lot of questions to people. I never like to go more than two minutes the most without there being some sort of interaction with the crowd. So for example, I'll say, raise your hands. If you do this, type in this. If you like this type of music, raise your hand, stand up, sit down, move around. So I'm always kind of interacting with people so that they are engaged at the outset and realize that it's not going to be a one-way type of thing. And in my events, it starts off at a low level of engagement. And throughout the period, I try to increase that level of engagement from the audience in terms of their commitment to really participating in the process to the end where I'm having people literally jumping up and down on their sofas to music. So it, it happens slowly and kind of through a process. But the most important thing is to not make it a one-way performance because you can be the most amazing musician, but if it's a one-way performance, people are going to be bored. I will say that at the end of our virtual piano party, we were bouncing all over the place and yeah. my family was wondering what is going on in that office? So <laughs> yes. where do you see the virtual piano party headed? Right now, it's just something that I do and I have fun with it in the evenings. And I don't know, once the pandemic ends and everyone goes out, I do think that there's still going to be a need for these things because we're going to have remote workforces and there will still be, I think, hybrid conferences. And I think Zoom is here to stay. So I think it's going to be probably something that I'm always doing for fun and for the love of doing it. But I don't see it in any way. <laughs> People ask, is this going to take over your day job? And the answer is absolutely not. I love recruiting, but I think this is going to just stay here as a, a way to balance my life and continue to bring fun and joy into people's homes. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Dan Binstock, a legal recruiter and co-owner of Garrison & Sisson, a leading attorney search firm who is also the creator of the Virtual Piano Party. Dan, thanks so very much. You're very welcome. Great talking to you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.